Now, broadcasting on Radio Star Worldwide, it's time for Dr. Rademacher's Prescription for Transformation. Let's tap into your own authentic genius and live the life you desire. Join Dr. Rademacher for an enlightened conversation about our brain intelligence, our body intelligence, and our energy intelligence. And now, here's your host, Dr. Bart Rademacher. Well, welcome, welcome. I'm Dr. Bart Rademacher, Prescription for Your Transformation, hashtag real people, hashtag real conversations. And today is just another exciting um, experience you know, for all of us because I have an incredible guest today. Very excited to be talking to her. And of course, you know, Wendy, as always, my producer, um, beautiful and wonderful and amazing as you are. Oh, thank you. <laughs> So what's exciting about today, again, you know, for me, and I always, I always get, um, how should I put it, um, a lot of fulfillment when I, when I get to experience this, and it's really about the understanding that <clears throat> there's intelligence around us, and nothing happens by random. I mean, nothing happens by accident. I mean, think there is an intelligence around us, and so what's exciting is that once you have that kind of awareness then you also can understand or appreciate there's an opportunity. There's an opportunity for all of us, an opportunity for us to have a better life, to have, you know, things just happen, you know, more by own design. And so when you think about that intelligence, you know, there's really three types of intelligence. It's the brain intelligence, it's that body intelligence, and it's also that energy intelligence. And so I'm very fortunate because I've you know, lived in many different countries, speak different languages. I'm in the medical field. I'm also in the professional coaching field, as well as the energy field and the wellness fields. And so I've been very blessed that I've been able to tap into some incredible um, concepts, incredible opportunities, so that we have more choices in life. And really, it is about choice. It really is about increasing choice. You know, when when you're looking to achieve something in life, and so in a sense, if you're going from A to B, and you only have one choice, then if for any reason there's a roadblock in that choice, then you're stuck. And quite frankly, that's how most people live today. They don't have many choices. But when you have multiple choices, when you also are able to tap into some sort of flexibility, it's a lot easier to get whatever it is that you want. But it really starts with your own personal awareness. And that's also where that intelligence comes in. And so what's exciting today is somebody who's very, very motivated to help a group of people that is, in my opinion, very much misunderstood for many, many different reasons. And if we look at it from the perspective or the context of, you know, we have to protect ourselves in some way from any kind of outside dangers that happen. If, you, if you're walking in nature and you come across a snake or a scorpion, they're going to defend themselves. and They're going to attack you and quite potentially, you know, uh, kill you. So where does that happen with humans? Where does it happen that we also need to protect ourselves? And that's with our military. And there's a lot of misunderstanding about the purpose of the military. There's a lot of criticism about these people and what it is that they do in our world. And unfortunately, and not to get into any politics whatsoever, but unfortunately what happens is that as a country, as any nation, 
we actually do need a military to protect our shores, to protect our the integrity of our country, our culture, and our future, and our children. And I think way too often that's forgotten. But even worse, what's also forgotten is that these people who dedicate their lives, for whatever reason they have, to protect us, they also undergo some horrific kinds of experiences. And these people are very much neglected. These are our vets. And a lot of them have a lot of challenges, not only during those horrific experiences, but also afterwards, getting back into society. And so, you know, if you listen to the radio waves, if you watch TV, you know, there's a lot of groups out there that are very committed to help these special people. And that's awesome, but it's not enough. And so I'm very excited today to introduce somebody, a very young person, by the way, who has a degree in psychology, is really into um, personal growth and is a strategic interventionist. And I'm impressed by this person because here's somebody that's incredibly dedicated to help a special group of people so that they can actually experience a better life, so that they can actually have better opportunities in their life simply by helping them understand the issues that they go through and the choices that they have. And so I want to welcome Sophie Kessner to our show today, a very, very special person because she's totally dedicated to helping our vets, you know, overcome some, some of the challenges that they have. So welcome, Sophie. Hi, thank you so much. So tell me, tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, uh, you know, like I said, I mean, I'm watching you on Skype right now, and, and so is uh, Wendy here. And <laughs> I'm actually blessed, two beautiful women. Um, it's a little distracted <laughs> because I have to start thinking some smart things that I need to talk about, but both of you are really distracting me now. <laughs> but, but the truth is this, and, and let me also put this in perspective. And it's simply this, that, you know, I was actually born in Holland. I lived in five different countries. And when I came to the United States, I basically made a decision that I'm going to become an American. I'm going to adopt the practices and the culture of the United States. But also, more importantly, um, respect the, the military forces that take care of this country. And I found myself more dedicated to this group of people than many others. And so that's why I'm very excited that you are obviously very dedicated to the vets. So tell us a little bit about what it is that you're doing and, and why you're doing it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so the program that I'm really working on creating and trying to get established on a higher level is pretty much establishing the tools for this group of people to really have going into the field that they're going into. So when they're going and dealing with the situations that they have, which typically tend to be a lot more traumatic, a lot more stressful than what we normally would face in our day-to-day -day lives here on, on homeland in America, um, they have all the tools and preparation to go and deal with it physically, but emotionally and mentally, the support just isn't there enough for them to really kind of overcome a lot of that. So the program that we're really working on creating back home, um, starting on a smaller scale, is establishing a program where when they're coming home and they're coming, getting ready to transition out of military life um, with whatever stuff that they might be bringing home with them emotionally and mentally and even physically sometimes, um, helping them take what they may perceive as being handicaps and realizing that those are some of the 
most incredible and powerful tools that they can have to rebuild a much more empowering lifestyle for themselves, coming out with having a purpose outside of service, um, one that gives them meaning and fulfillment. Um, and that's, of course, working with a bunch of other amazing, amazing people. So really, you know, translated, because that's a mouthful, really, is <laughs> you're really helping people, you know, sometimes the word, you know, they use is integrate. Well, integrate is such a ambiguous term. So, um, you know, what is it that you specifically do in a sense as to, I mean, what is your first step to helping these people? And you mentioned something earlier about helping them understand how things work. So I know from a medical background, and you are a psychologist too, and sometimes the focus is, okay, let's psychoanalyze these people. Let's see what's really wrong with them. And, and I know some of the training that you've had in the past. And, you know, Wendy might be an exception here. But, you know, the thing is, is that no one's broke, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you're not going to respond, Wendy? No, I mean, I was just thinking about how many of my family members are in the military or former military. And how before they are sent overseas, how they are personality wise and how different they are when they come back. So I'm just really intrigued on the program that you have established to help people, uh, you know, service members who are coming back home to really feel at home again, you know? So I'm just, I'm really intrigued. Oh, cool. So we're going to let uh, Sophie talk, but just getting back to what I was saying is that no one's broke. They're just using strategies mm -hmm. that, that are different than what they were before and they're probably not serving them. Is, is that some of the things that you work with, Sophie? Yeah, 100%. Um, it all really comes down to what these people's identities are. Um, and after you know serving in the service for four or five, 10, however many years that people end up doing, their identity becomes so much evolved in military service and everything that they do there that they don't have much attachment or much of their identity left with what's back home. So when they're coming back home, their identity isn't so much congruent with what their lifestyle is back home. So what it really comes down to is helping these individuals realign who they really are at the core, kind of figuring out, you know, what really drives them, what really motivates them, aside from their experiences, and finding a way to integrate, as you mentioned earlier, Bart, um, integrating everything that they went through, everything that they've learned, everything that's now part of who they are, with the other part of them that's always been there, and who, even more so, they want to continue to grow and be. So, so really what you're saying is getting back in touch with not only their identity before they, they went on their uh, trips, but also perhaps even more fundamental, who they really are deep down that they may not even know. Yes, 100%. So how do you do that? How do you go about you know, helping these individuals rediscover who they are? It's, oh gosh, it's, it's just one of those things where when you're in the moment and you're working with somebody, especially people of, of this nature, it's, it's helping them kind of understand that it's okay to finally put down that wall and that they're in a safe place and that they're safe. Um, cause a lot of it really just comes down to that need to protect themselves. Um, and once they're able to really feel that and get to that place and they're able to really tap into, okay, this is kind of who I really am and rediscovering their true selves for whatever that may be or whatever that may mean to that individual. Mm -hmm. Um, and helping them understand that everything that they went through and everything that they've gone through, is all part of who they really are and there's absolutely nothing wrong or nothing broken with any of it 
and everything is exactly the way it should be. So interesting enough, um, we are kind of uh, meaning addicts. I mean, we want to give meaning to, to everything, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. So obviously, you know, what happens when, when you have these horrific experiences, um, traumatic experiences, then we create all these different meanings. So how, how can you change that? I think the biggest thing you have to look at is what kind of meaning the person is giving them or giving to the event that they're having and what they're getting from having that meaning attached to that event, right? I can have something happen in my life and it can be either something really negative or if I decide to look at it and see it as something that, okay, you know what, had, this, had I not gone through everything I went through exactly the way I went through it, I would not be exactly who and where I am today. So even for the stuff that was painful, that was unpleasant, that was, some people would say, unnecessary, I needed that to grow and to be everything that I am now, to be able to not just get through that, but to be able to grow into the level of person to go and do what I'm going to do next. It develops that muscle to really that strength to be able to do even more in my life. Right. So is that your dog in the background agreeing with you or disagreeing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's excited. <laughs> so, so tell me, Wendy, a little bit about what, what you've seen with, with some of your family members. Uh, well, for example, I mean, my sister, she was in the Air Force uh, when she mm -hmm. literally she served all over the world. It was amazing. But when she came back, she's like, OK, so what do I do now? And, and it's one of those things where it took a while for her to figure out what she wanted to do, how she was going to live without the structure of being in the military. So even now, I mean, she moved close to Luke, Luke <coughs> Air Force Base so she could hear uh that you know be there to experience the flag being raised every morning it's just she that is so ingrained in her so one thing i noticed that really helped her integrate herself back into civilian life is uh she became a cop for a while and she loved it because she got that structure that she craved so much and you know that was the reason why she went to the air force is she loved the structure so you know and then like for example with with my uncle you know he served uh, quite quite a bit ago and even now he he still is like he he lives through his stories which i appreciate so much because he's teaching the younger generations what his generation went through it be, because when you read in history books it's very sugar-coated you don't you get you get that authors or whatever's you know approved version of what happened so it's nice to be able to learn what really people went through and what really happened. What was it like in the trenches and what was it like to have to sleep outside for three days, not being able to move because you can't, you know, nobody can see where you were hiding and kind of deal like that. I mean, they don't talk that you have to go to the bathroom in your pants because you can't move because if you move, then you're going to give away where you are. So, I mean, there's lots of stuff like that, that I'm thankful that I get to learn, but I just, I don't know. I, it really changes people, but I think in a good way because there's more experience out there, more for us to learn. I know I'm just rambling. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. It's, it's interesting what you're saying because, um, again, I, uh, you know, like I shared earlier, I feel very fortunate because I've lived in so many countries. 
And what I discovered what was right in one country is quite the opposite in the other. Mm -hmm. And so not one person is right and not one person is wrong. And <clears throat> not talking about politics now, but it's just really interesting to see what's happening you know, today and how honestly ignorant people are. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily you know, by their own fault, but it kind of sort of is. We deserve, you know, we make meaning out of the references that we give everything. And that's why I'm actually a, a personal growth junkie because the more references I get, the more information I get, you know, the smarter that I can be about what it is that's happening with me in this very, very moment. And so for so many people to make judgment about other people without knowing what's going on with them is just so wrong. And um, again, to start making statements about, about that without the references is, is just a major problem that we have today. And so getting back to Sophie as an example, because I know some of the work that you've done and and I know how you like to help your people. And you understand need psychology. And I believe you use the same need psychology that Tony Robbins uses. Is that the and, one that you're referring to? Yeah, it's definitely a huge platform. So how, if you can explain to the listeners, you know, how does that work? And how is it that you get to help uh, your, your vets to to understand or give meaning to what it is they're, they're doing based on the human needs that they're trying to satisfy. Yeah, I think it's a lot of stuff, to, but to really kind of bring it all together, um, the best way that I can really explain is it, all that technology, what it really is doing is helping people understand the way that they work, right? If I understand why I'm doing something, because a lot of the time we're doing things and we don't really understand why we're doing it other than it feels good, but if we can actually understand, okay, I'm doing this because deep down it's actually meeting this need that I, I, I want to feel loved or I want to feel significant in my life. So I'm going to do more risky things to get that. Or I'm willing to do things that are going to maybe not be great for me because my need to feel loved is more important than what I'm going to be losing for this. So when we can kind of get down into understanding and helping people understand how they're working and what needs and what kind of things they're trying to meet for themselves on a deeper level rather than just surface level, we can actually go and understand the deeper problem, the meanings that they've given to events and help them not change these events, but rewire the meaning and finding new strategies and new ways to really meet these needs that are benefiting them in the whole picture. Yeah, that's brilliant. And, and just also, <clears throat> I'm going to act as a translator here, Sophie, because yeah. <laughs> sometimes they, you know, people don't, who are not familiar, again, don't have the references, may not totally appreciate this. And so there's this technology out there, it's called uh, the human behavioral needs. And what's interesting is to appreciate that people are not their behaviors. It's one of the key concepts that we have to appreciate. And that's sort of what you were getting at earlier, that you know, people are their identities not necessarily their behaviors and the six you know behavioral needs are certainty i mean we have to know things are going to happen a certain way but if everything was the same all the time we'd be bored to death and so <clears throat> you know people especially like wendy and myself and i don't know about you sophie but we like variety we like to do a yeah. lot of different things oh yes <laughs> so oh yeah i know i know what wendy does all those things you know boxing for sure i, mean, I love boxing love yeah I know you do. It scares me. Um, 
And you look great, by the way, today. You look different. What'd you do? Um, I'm wearing long sleeves. <laughs> I don't know if that's the same. <laughs> All right. So um, then, so after variety, so there's variety long sleeves. Um, then you have significance, and what, what you know, what that relates to is that. You know, what somebody does has to have a purpose, has to have a meaning, has to be important. So, you know, we have to be significant in one way or another. Then the other uh, fourth primary human need is love and connection. I mean, we need this connection with people. We need love in our life. And then the two more spiritual needs are growth and contribution. And so it's interesting. Every human behavior can be actually pigeonholed in, in how we satisfy one or more of these needs at any given time. And... So what's important, what, what Sophie was saying earlier, is that sometimes we, we will sacrifice what we believe in. We will sacrifice what we value so that we can satisfy a certain need if it's that important. And so, um, and it's important and it's helpful for us then, you know, as we work with the vets, I'm sure, Sophie, this is what you do as well, is you help them appreciate, okay, how are these needs being satisfied? What are the vehicles that are being utilized, you know, to satisfy these needs, and are they helping them at the highest level? Is that right? Absolutely, hundred percent. So, what's what's another thing? I mean, there's another concept that I know you're familiar with, um, and that's also talent. So, how do you fit in talent in all this? I know you went to a course. I know you're you're an expert at this because I went in the course with you, but that I found very exciting. I know our mentor, Steve Linder, is very excited to work with you and how talent is going to be a key factor in some of the work that you're going to do. It is exponential. I get excited just thinking about it. Um, okay, let me just whew, bring it together here. The Coming out of the forces, um, people typically don't have much of an idea of what am I going to do next. That, that tends to be a huge part of it. Um, so they try school or they try, you know, working at Starbucks or they try either doing another four years, something so they don't feel like their life is meaningless or sometimes they turn to alcohol or a bunch of different strategies, right, to try and figure out what to do next. Um, but this amazing new technology that uh, Steve had kind of exposed us, exposed us to at the last um, program that we went to, it's all about figuring out where do I work best naturally, not what skill have I been trained in for like the last X amount of years, but what is it that I can do specifically, whether it's creating, coming up with ideas, supporting and working with people, are kind of doing like time management and things of that sort are kind of understanding how and why things work the way they work, but figuring out which one really makes you feel good when you're doing it to where you're kind of living in a place of time doesn't exist. It's just fun. It's fulfilling. It's enjoy it. You just enjoy it. And that's a huge part of this program um, that I think is going to be so massively important, especially for the Marines or uh, Marines and military transferring into civilian life is figuring out where they feel most fulfilled and finding and placing them in a position where they're living every day doing something that they enjoy doing, not just to get a paycheck, but to get what I would call a heart check and check that really fills your heart. Right. So, so let's go to Wendy for a second. 
So let me ask you this. Okay. If, if you said, if I were to ask you how much of your time, you know, working time, do you feel like you're in, in the zone? Right now, I am so perfectly happy and content with all the things I do with work. I couldn't imagine doing anything else. So I, I'm blissful. I'm, I, I'm where I need to be right now. So maybe 70, 80% of the time you're kind of like in that zone and yeah. you know, it's timeless and yeah. Yeah. And that's how, and that's how it's supposed to be. And that's why I was asking you now, when you used to do that other work. Oh, that, back when that, I was a that, gemologist. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I spent 40, 50 hours a week before behind a microscope grading diamonds, mapping them out, designing jewelry. And I thought it was fulfilling and I'm, I made good money, but I was miserable. I'm like, God, is it time to go home yet? And now doing what I do because I love it so much. I, I look forward to coming to work every day. I look forward to learning more from everybody's shows. I look forward to dealing with this. So I just, yeah, I'm in the zone. I definitely wasn't for 14 years <laughs> before. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and, and it, it's so important. And I think most of the world probably doesn't have that experience. They probably don't live, you know, you know, any good portion of life in that zone. Because, you know, sometimes I ask myself, I says, why, why would I not want to be in that zone? You know, why would I be, you know, out of that zone? Why would I be out of my flow? And I think the key point here is, as we relate to our previous conversation with, you know, what are six human needs, you know, as it relates to our talent, I think most people aren't really familiar with their talents. And because they're also needing to satisfy their needs, and because they're running a program that somebody else gave them many, many years ago, like, well, you've got to be an accountant, you know, you, you've got to <clears throat> be a gemologist versus, you know, be an actress and a country singer and a model and a photographer. I mean, it's, it's really interesting how our need for certainty, love connection, significance, we may run a program that we learned as a kid because maybe our parents told us that, you know, for us to be part of the family, then you've got to be an accountant or something like that. When in reality, you're an artist and that's where you find find your flow. So <clears throat> I know you're going to start this, Sophie. So when when are you hoping to start your program? So right now, uh, with everything kind of putting it all together, my deadline is by May 2017, I want to have everything off the ground running uh, full force. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. just for, for anybody jumping in, uh, this is Dr. Bart Rademacher, Prescription for Your Transformation, talking to Sophie Kessner. Uh, very excited because what she's going to be able to do for many, many vets all over is to help them, you know, start planning the life that they desire, just manifesting it, creating it, finding that place in their life where they're totally in the zone and they get resourceful and, and the resources to really enjoy life at a much higher level and feel that they actually belong. Because I think that's one of the key things. So if somebody wants to get a hold of you, Sophia, how, how do they get a hold of it? Or do you have a website coming up or? Yeah, so that's actually what we're working on right now, um, and that's phase one, <laughs> is okay. really developing the website. And what we're trying to do is make it the most uh, efficient way to kind of get people in and figuring out, okay, you know, what, is they, what does they need? What is it they're really looking for? Where are they at in their life? What stage are they going through? Um, so we're working on that and hoping to have that done by the latest end of October. Um, but hopefully okay. before then. 
So if anybody's interested, you know, just uh, be mindful about my website. That's www.radamaker.com. And there's a Rademaker network page, and we'll put uh, your information up there so that in the future, anybody who's interested or listening to this program uh, can find you on that. That's Sophie Kessner, and then my website, www.radamaker.com. But moving forward, um, getting back to what Wendy was saying, which is really interesting with your sister, right? I mean, she, it sounded mm-hmm. like she just needed that structure. Is that correct? Yeah, she just she craved the structure. And from the time she was really little, she's like, I'm going to be in the Air Force. I'm going to be in the Air Force. I'm like, okay. And it's one of those things where when you have a sister and she's going through that, and I wanted so badly to be able to do it too, but I couldn't. So I had to live vicariously through her because my hearing issues, you know? So I, I loved it when she came back and she told me all these places, you know, she went to Tokyo, she went to Australia, she gets to go all over. And I'm like, I'm at home. And <laughs> but she's just, she's amazing. And you know what? The coolest thing now, she does promotional marketing. So she literally, she travels all over the US, you know, promoting different cars or, or whatever. But even with that, she still keeps her structure. It's just, it's amazing. Yeah. How much, how much older is she? Um, she is uh, 11 months older. Oh, 11 months. Okay, 11 so. months in a day, actually. But, you know. Okay. <laughs> She's well, awesome. Depending on what year that is, right? Exactly. So, um, so, so for Sophie, what was interesting about, and which is remarkable about Wendy, is that uh, she was born deaf, and she overcame that um, and used that tremendously to her benefit. And uh, is is today who she is um, because she decided that she wasn't going to have this challenge overcome her. Yep. Yep. I'm so thankful. (laughs) No, it's beautiful. Sorry, I got (laughs) my heart goes out to you. That's amazing. Amazing. So if if I were to ask you or if her sister were to ask you, uh, Sophie, you know, what what sort of is going on as far as, you know, what her needs for structure is? And you know, how you would help someone like that. And, and you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the spiral dynamics and, <laughs> and, and, and you know, the levels of thinking and all that kind of stuff. And, and I, I want to give you that opportunity to kind of sort of explain it so that, you know, in simple terms, so that people will understand, you know, how they can work with this. And if I have to translate it, I will. Okay, great. Yeah, thanks for this opportunity. I love it. Um, <laughs> so, the best way to kind of describe this is um, in any situation in life, there's a there's a type of person that we become, right? Whether it's, you know, if we're going and we're with our family, we're a completely different person than when we're at work or when somebody is, like, trying to take our money and we're, we're in full force trying to, you know, be strong and fight back. Um, so to really understand that is there's, there's a bunch of different, I would say, almost like personality types that we have in us. And we're not schizophrenic. We're not all schizophrenic. We just, (laughs) we're very complex beings um, who just have different levels of personality that show up at different situations in our life. So to really understand that is each, and even connect this to the human needs psychology, is each one of those levels of personalities that we look at are are meeting a different need for us as as a person. So... um, in Wendy's situation, the the need for that certainty to really kind of have that structure, it's really aiming towards that level four, which is kind of like a, a very much rules-based, like things need to go by the book. Uh, but a huge part of this, and, and 
that I see so often with a lot of the vets that I work with is that number level four personality is so hardwired and so well structured because of the amount of time that they spend working and developing it that it's very hard to move up to the next level of personality where you're at a level five, which is pretty much wanting to achieve, wanting to do more, right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where you get people who find a way to develop it inside um, the v- or the military services where they decide to move up to corporal or even higher, right? Um, but coming out of that and trying to develop that personality outside of the service is really where we start to thrive in working and using the talent dynamics, using the human needs psychology, and also bringing in the spiral dynamics where we understand where it is your flow is so you can start achieving and start developing that new level five personality and let it shine more, but also feel good about it and also meeting the needs so it's something that's not just, I can do this once, but it's something that's sustainable for you that you can do for the rest of your life. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, and, and for anybody who, you know, is, is grasping this or totally getting this or not even slightly getting this because, you know, it, it's a very comp- it's, it's complex in, in the sense of there's a lot to, to learn. But the one thing that I would say is this, is that if, if anything in life that you just feel uncomfortable or you just feel frustrated or you just feel that you're out of place, that's totally that opportunity to discover, you know, who you really are. And it's not that something's wrong with you, which is too often what people try to suggest, you know, especially our parents. And, and I've had that same experience because I wasn't like my dad, not in the slightest. And so he, he felt, I felt very guilty at times. I felt very incompetent. I, I, you know, my self-esteem was squashed sometimes because I wasn't doing the things that he felt that I should be doing. And so as I grew up, there were times when I felt uncomfortable with certain things and I felt inadequate and only to come to realize that, you know, that inadequacy was very, very misplaced because perhaps where I'm not good at something is just simply, I'm just not good at that period. End of story. There's no meaning to it, you know, unless I give it a meaning, but putting that meaning aside, there is no meaning to it, but I'm also naturally talented in somewhere else. And then when it comes to how I think about it, you know, as, as Sophie was talking about, there are different levels of thinking. And, and that's a really fascinating concept. It's called spiral dynamics. And uh, definitely check out uh, someone by the name of Steve Linder and Strategic Brain um, to really understand, you know, how is it that we think? And, you know, as, as Sophie was describing, you know, the level one thinking, for example, is just purely survival. Level one is I've got to survive, I've got to eat, and that's how we're born. We're born at that level. But then we realize that we're not alone in this world, and that there's people around us, and those people are now our family. So that's kind of like level two thinking. So now, as, as toddlers and our babies, you know, we, we have a family, so great, you know. So now, when I'm thinking level two thinking, then I'm thinking about my kids. You know, I'm thinking about my family and thinking my brothers. I'm not married, so I don't have a wife. So I'm not thinking about a wife. But it's family that I think about. And Sophie's my family, too, by the way. So, um, and so is Wendy. Yay. So I, I think about my family. I mean, you're all part of my family. And so I, I, whatever it is that I'm doing and relate to it, then I relate it to it as, okay, you're part of my family. So I'm taking care of you. I'm loving you. I'm connected with you. 
And then there's that third level, which is, um, what's the third level again, Sophie? Uh, this is going to be your power god. Power god, right. And so that's level three, that's level red, where it's all about me. You know, these are the gang lords. These are the, the you know, the chieftains of, of tribes. And these, and so, but here's what's interesting is as a family, we need someone like that. You know, that's the patriarch, that's the matriarch, mm -hmm. you know, but, but, um, but when you look at the power of God and that's the three-year-old, like it's all about me, it's all about what I want, you know, screw the rest of the world, you know, it is all about me. And what's interesting is that at that level of thinking, um, we talk about, we don't, that level of thinking doesn't understand consequential thinking. You know, so we don't realize that whatever it is we do, it has a certain consequence because our focus is just very egocentric. It's just about me, screw the rest of the world. And and then you get to level four, which is, and, and we graduate from one level to the next, to the next, to the next. And there's eight levels of thinking. Some people think they're much higher than that, but we won't go there. So at level four, as I graduate from Power God, then it's then it's more like community. It's like it's rules, and that's the military. And so some people really feel very much at home in that kind of environment. They feel safe, and that's where those human needs come in. They have love connection there. They have significance in there. You know, they have certainty in there. You know, they also have variety in there. And, and that's where that level of thinking. And so whatever happens to us at any given time, then we can relate it to different levels of thinking. And then you have five, six, seven, and eight, which we won't go into. And oh, what's you're great such a about, tease. I was wondering what? what the other, you're such a tease. I was wondering what the other levels were. <laughs> well, you just have to listen in on the next show, right? Okay. <laughs> so, um, and that's what's great about what, what Sophie's doing because she's then helping people appreciate, okay, why is it that I'm doing what I'm doing? What level of thinking is that? You know, how does that fit with my six human needs? And then what's so great, and I love the fact that Sophie's so excited about this, because I'm just as excited about her, about her uh, as her she is, is um, I'm in a different country this today. That's why I think my language is just totally messed up. Um, <laughs> you know, talent dynamics is that where can we perform at the highest level? So that's what's really cool. So I, I'm really excited about you, uh, Sophie, in doing this. Yeah, thank you. I'm super excited. And I think just one more thing to add on to the spiral dynamics, um, which is hugely important, even the human needs too, and just tying everything together quickly, is understanding that there is no wrong level that we need every single one of those to really live in that place of fulfillment. And so to just understand that every level and every need that we have, every single one of them is okay to have. It's just creating the right tools and strategies and vehicles in our lives. And that's kind of where we really come in um, and helping you develop those and work on those to where you're not harming another level or you're not harming another part of yourself or missing out on another need because you're more focused on this one or that one, but you're actually meeting all of them through your daily activities and your lifestyle. Yeah, and, and that's what's interesting because too often, you know, we feel that something is wrong because we were told that it was wrong, just like in my case, how my father, you know, made me feel bad because he thought th certain things were wrong and they were just different for him. And, you know, I was lucky that I, you know, ultimately figured out that, 
you know, he was just doing the best he could with the resources that he had. And it was just his way of showing me love. And so whilst he showed me tremendous love, it wasn't what I was experiencing at the time. And he actually went so far as to tell me, and I'll, I'll leave the story out, as to that, you know, if I didn't do a certain thing a certain way, then he couldn't, then, then I couldn't be his son. And as a 16-year-old, that was, that was pretty traumatic. But I understood later on what it was that he was really saying. And he was trying to help me reach a certain level, a certain standard, so that I could be safe in society, so that I could be successful, so that I could have a family and take care of my family. But a 16-year-old didn't understand that. And that, gets, that leads me to the next thing. And because one thing I also appreciate, you know, when you're in such a, a very strict and structured environment on the one hand, and also when you go through this incredible emotional charge trauma, right, that it's, it's almost not possible not to think about whatever it is that you went through and the meaning of that. There's something that I, that I believe is missing in so many people. It's already missing in most of the population. And that's why people are kind of stuck in, in the rut that they're in. And the one thing that, that I've also realized is some of the training with Steve Linder as well, is that what, pe what most people lack today is what's called a compelling future. It's really appreciating, yes, that there's a better life waiting for you. And one thing that, that I really appreciate, you know, one of your statements that you shared with me is that is that there's always a next level. Whatever you're facing is only preparing you for the next level of growth and fulfillment. So in the last you know, five, ten minutes, you know, share with us a little bit about your perspective, Sophie. And what does that mean? And, and how is it that you do help people appreciate that they do have a compelling future? Five to ten minutes. Okay, let me try and sum that up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you yeah. can yell at Wendy for that one. She's, she's very strict Sorry. Very I have a show after this one, so, you know. Do, 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 do. Oh, no, you're fine. You're <laughs> fine. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, compelling future. That's, I think, the quickest way to really help people understand this on a general level is when you're in high school, your compelling future is usually, I want to graduate high school. And then when you're done with high school, my compelling future is, I want to graduate college. And then after that, it's, I want to get married. And then so once you do everything right and you've met all these and, and you're married and you have a house and you have kids or, you know, you did your force 10, 20 years and here you are and what's next is usually what the end result is. Um, and a lot of people are like, well, I've done everything, but I, I'm not fulfilled. I'm not happy with my life. Um, and I think that's where we start to bring in a lot of these things and we look at, okay, what have you been doing the last, you know, X amount of years and then how has that made you feel or what have you been trying to gain from that and helping them to really understand, okay, where is it you really want to go? Not where you believe society is telling you to go, but from you as a general person as who you are as an individual, where is your heart and where does it want to be? Right. And that's kind of where we bring in the human needs. We bring in the talent dynamics. We bring in the spiral dynamics and we figure out a way to work with that individual specifically. And it's, not generic in any way, we figure out specifically for that individual, what is their next level, right? Where does they really want to go? And some people are starting out as, well, I'm stuck and I'm kind of bored right here in life and, you know, I'm not really happy. But then you have people who are all the way down in the gutter and they, they are so 
in so much pain, and this is typically some of the patients or people that I deal with um, who are dealing with massive amounts of pain. They, you know, they, they have a huge amount of trauma and they don't know what to do, but they know they can't keep doing what they've been doing because it hasn't been working. Um, so it's kind of figuring out, okay, where are we right now? And figuring out where did you want to go to get to that next level and understanding that also a huge important part of that is no matter where you are or where you've been, there's always somewhere higher to get to. And that's where you keep growing and you keep developing and that's how you stay fulfilled. And I think um, bringing in a little bit of Tony Robbins stuff in there too is throwing in that, you know, the secret to living is giving, but giving also to yourself and understanding that true fulfillment comes from progress and growth because we can do one thing and we'll feel happy for about five to 10 minutes, but then it's like, okay, you did that. You're done. So what's next? And then you're feeling empty again because my cup's empty. I drank it all. And so it's constantly learning how to refill and refill ourselves with everything that we're doing in our daily lives. And that's where we really work with veterans, especially after, you know, they've served their time and they've met these contracts is, okay, what's next for you? What is it you really want? And what's going to fill you on all levels, all your needs, to where every day, it's not just getting through every day, it's I can't wait to wake up in the morning to start growing and working on this next level. You know, that, that's, that's so, so true and so brilliant. And, you know, <clears throat> what I'd like to, to share is, is this. In, in, in relation to that, in relation to what you just said as far as having a compelling future. And if you look at it from the body intelligence, <clears throat> what's important is to realize is that when you eat and you eat a certain amount, your body at some point says, I'm full, I'm satiated, it's done. And so there's many parts in our body, in our brain, in our nerves, that if we stimulate them enough, they, they, what we call adapt to that. So they're, they become numb to that stimulus, except for one area. And that's the seeking center in the brain. You can stimulate that center like crazy and it's never gonna go numb. It's always gonna want more stimulation. And so that's our brain wanting to grow. And you're absolutely 100% right, is that we feel the happiest when we're growing because it almost feels like we're becoming more. You know, we're expanding. You know, there's more possibility. There's more opportunity. And what's what's interesting, too, in, in one of my past relationships, I was always being criticized, you know, that, you know, I was always seeking. I was I was being accused, well, you're never going to find what you want. And, and what's so untrue is that, you know, and that is so untrue because really what's exciting for me is just discovering what I don't know discovering what else is possible. Just like, you know, Wendy with, with her sister traveling all over the world. You know, she's living vicariously through her sister. I mean, how exciting is that? I mean, it'd be even more exciting if she actually got to go to all those places. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think where a lot of people get stuck because there's that conflict inside of them. Because on the one hand, they want to be more, but they just don't have the tools. They don't have the resources. And what do they then do? They drink. They become addicts because it's the only way to numb themselves from the reality that they're not living a life that they should live. And I know that happens with a lot of vets and there's a very distressing fact. I think it's what, every 22 minutes, what happens? Somebody commits suicide. Yeah. And that's, that's huge. 
And so as a society, as a culture, we can't ignore that. I mean, the reason we've come so far is because as a society, we've, we've learned how to work with each other. We've learned to, to rely on each other. And we can learn to respect each other and honor each other and just honor our differences. Yes, you know, people do stupid things. People do bad things. But they had, at the end of the day, when we get to work together, we're more. We can honor our differences, you know. And, <clears throat> you know, I think very differently than Wendy, thank God, because I hate boxing. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> so you get that aggression out, right? What? You just get it gets all that aggression out. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, I'm just scared of you beating me up. Oh, I wouldn't hurt you. Where's all the love? <laughs> so I know we're slowly wrapping up, but I mean, but it is true, and um, you know that's exciting about what you, what it is you're doing, and and I really want to make sure that that we get to promote you and, and support you, you know, in your journey. Because your job is is very very important to help the people that really at this point are totally forgotten. These are our forgotten heroes. These are the people that have sacrificed their lives. They put their lives on the line. Some of them actually have died protecting us, and we can't ignore that. I don't care what your beliefs are. I don't care if you think it's wrong. And honestly, if if anybody ever listening into this thinks the military is wrong, well, have another look. Look at history. Look at countries that have been overrun. My own country, for one, it was it, you know Holland, you know, back in the 1930s, and as the <clears throat> German Nazis were just building their, their their armies, you know all they said, oh, we're safe, nothing's going to happen to us. You know they were living a, a life of delusion. They were deluding themselves that no one would ever hurt them. And nothing was further from the truth. And, you know, our world is, you know, unfortunately at, at, um, and at the mercy of a lot of dangerous things, natural and unnatural. And so that's why we do need a military. And hopefully we'll have people that will make smart decisions. But that's a whole different discussion. There's people out there, there are vets. They protect. They have protected you. They have given you the opportunity to live the life that you could have. Doesn't mean you have it. So it's no one else's fault but your own. So let's take care of our vets. What do you say, Sophie? Oh, I love it. And I think just to even add on to that is, if we strip away all the labels of military for those individuals who you know look at it in different ways, is if you take away the label of being in a marine or being in the navy or being in the army. And you break it down all the way to this person, at some point they were a four or five year old little boy or girl. And that's still who they always are and who they're always going to be at the core. And it's that's the person that we're helping because that's the person that's really hurting. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's that's pretty profound. So any last thoughts, Wendy? You've been so quiet today. I'm just absorbing everything. I can't wait to have Sophie on again. Yeah, I'm excited. So, <laughs> so what else, uh, if I can give you some uh, last words, Sophie, I mean, if you could give us some last words, what you're thinking, what you want people to know, what's going on. 
Oh, gosh. Um, my brain is, like, scrambled right now. So right now, as far as this program goes, it's, it's really just creating and really getting everything out there, allowing people to know that, hey, there is something more, and it's there. So don't, don't ever feel like there's not. And whatever bit of strength, if you're listening to this or if you know somebody that needs to hear these messages, and they're still here, there's a reason why they're still here, no matter how painful, no matter how traumatic, no matter what it is, the situation, there's a reason. And for whatever that reason is, just reach out and give them whatever you can. If, if it's this or if it's something else or if, whatever it is they need, just give it. Nice. You know, and added to that, for those who are listening today and, and later on as well, is that people are not the behaviors. We very often mistake you know, people's behaviors for who they really are. And it's no different, you know, than the lion and the Wizard of Oz, you know, who's got the toothache or who's got a thorn in their paw. You know, they're in pain. So when people are doing stupid things, when people are doing mean things, um, it's because they're hurt in some way. It doesn't justify, you know, whatever behavior, whatever bad actions they're doing. But there's also people out there who know, don't know, who don't know any different. And they were born just as everyone else is, you know, pure and, and without specific, you know, uh, programs that they were running. And now they are running these programs because of what they've been taught, the cultures that, you know, and the environment that they surround themselves with. And so, again, these are, like Sophie's saying, little children within us that really desire divine happiness. And they're just as vulnerable as the rest of us. And if we can just help them understand, you know, how the world can be better. Again, let's not delude ourselves. We can't go to people and give them a flower and hoping that they're going to change and put their arms down and not, not fight. That's not going to happen. But anybody around you who's suffering, you know, help them out. Suffering is a choice. Pain is inevitable. That's life. That's what happens. So I'm Dr. Bart Rademacher, a prescription for your transformation. Really excited with Sophie Kessner. You can follow up with her on my website, www.drrademacher.com. Thank you, Sophie. Thank you, Wendy. Thank you. And until next week. Thanks for listening to Dr. Rademacher's Prescription for Transformation. Join Dr. Barton Rademacher live right here on Radio Star Worldwide each week or on demand 24-7.